Hey everyone, welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lovell, uh, back here on Wednesday with some thoughts on NXT 2.0. That's right, the official debut of this relaunch for NXT took place on Tuesday night, and uh, there was a wide variety of things on the show to talk about. Um, as expected, I, I think we knew going in, given how much WWE had hyped this up on television, I mean, you just look at Raw on Monday night, um, they they had NXT you know promotion all over the place. We've seen it in recent weeks, ever since they debuted the new logo. But you knew they were going to throw a lot at the wall here to see what sticks. And there were some things I, I thought that that really uh, kind of stuck with you and and really stood out about what the direction perhaps is going to be of this new NXT. And I think the very beginning of the show gave you a pretty clear idea of what the focus is going to be for this particular uh, version of NXT. And we talked about it on Monday's episode of the podcast when we discussed what their plans could be for the similarities, I guess is the best way to put it, with OVW and how they used to do that, you know, bringing in these guys that they just felt were going to, you know, be able to be top, top stars eventually in the company on the main roster. And, you know, we talked about that group and, and it's a different scenario now, but we saw right away from the very first match. And, and you, you talk about the presentation real quick. I mean, this was, this was a WWE presentation. Um, NXT kind of always felt different from your traditional WWE presentation because it was, you know, it was had darker, um, you know, visuals, the, the arena was darker. Um, it just, it felt different. And I think the way everything was set up was different. But like this was WWE, um, you know, lots of colors, lots of lights. Um, it's a smaller setup, we know, and it's a different setup. Like it just, it looked completely different. And that's what they were going for was to push this as the completely different version of NXT than anyone had been used to before. Uh, but right off the bat, the very first match set the tone for, I think, what the new NXT is going to be. And I, you know, congratulations to them on that. Like I think they did a really good job. If you want to set the tone, for what you're going to try to deliver on a week-to-week basis, and you want people to realize that this is not just the NXT you watched last week, you have to, early on, make it pretty clear. And, well, <laughs> they did that. Uh, Braun Breaker, which we could have an entire pro- entire podcast on this whole Braun Breaker name because it is uh, one that I can't say I, you know, recording this the, the following morning, I still don't understand why uh, you take Rick Steiner's son and why not just use the, I know one of the names we talked about was Rex Steiner or anything with Steiner. I know a lot of people pointed out, why not just name him Braun Steiner? Any of those. Use the Steiner name. I don't know why they went with Braun Breaker. Uh, and I think it also has two R's in there or two K's in there. Am I, am I right on that? Uh, that makes it even more confusing, perhaps. That is only one part of the equation. But I think the name it is a big part when you're in professional wrestling. You've got to have a name. Uh, at six, we know Vince McMahon loves alliteration, so I can't say I'm shocked at the fact that he decided to go this route, perhaps, than keeping Steiner. Braun Steiner, no alliteration there. Braun Breaker, a lot of alliteration in that. Um, and so it's uh, it's a scenario that I can't say that part of it I was too particularly impressed with, with the name, uh, since this guy, I mean, you look at him. Like, he looks like Rick Steiner's kid. There are some guys that come through and you don't realize necessarily that they are, you know, um, the son or daughter 
of a particular, you know, a legend or something, but like you knew here, like right off the bat, like he is dressed like Rick Steiner. He looks like Rick Steiner. Uh, he is everything about Rick Steiner. And once he got in the ring, I thought it was very, very good. Um, and I think this is where we say if WWE's priority is to build top stars for the future in this new NXT 2.0, this part of the equation, I think they they could have a chance to get right because he immediately felt like a a big future star. And I think that's what you wanted to get through the audience's mind right away. And and it wasn't just the fact that, you know, he beat LA Knight, which th- there's another part of the equation where LA Knight, who's going to be in your championship match later on on the same television show, gets pinned in a couple minutes right off the bat by someone we've never seen before. That in and of itself, uh, I can certainly pull Coles in when it comes to logic, but at some point, um, after doing that for a long time with WWE, there's there's a lot of uh, holes you can poke in the logic of some of the things they do, but you'll take what you can get, and I think that's where this whole uh, Braun Breaker situation, it's just, I'm going to continue to say this name, and every time I'm just going to think about um, how ridiculous it sounds at times, but uh, Braun Breaker gets the the win, and and that's... If you're going to do it, I mean, I know that we can look at the L.A. Knight side of this and think, well, this guy ultimately is going to wind up getting pinned twice on the same night on this new NXT relaunch, which uh, I joked about on Twitter. That's got to mean he's getting a main roster push soon. If you get pinned twice uh, on the same show in NXT, that means you're probably headed for the main roster. But I just I think that they did a really good job uh, with with this part of it. And, And we'll just go ahead and fast forward to later on where. You know, they're clearly going to position Breaker as a top challenger right away. And I I don't know that I'd be shocked if he's not the NXT champion this time next month. Like, I think that it's probably going to happen sooner rather than later. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But I think that Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard's fingerprints were all over the show. And I think that they're going to want to very soon put him in a spot where he perhaps becomes the face of this new NXT. And I can't say that'd be a terrible choice because like I said, I I was uh, particularly impressed with him right off the bat. Uh, He looks like a star and, you know, I I thought he mannerisms, everything. Like I thought he did a really good job for uh, a new, you know, recruit. But again, that's where you come from the Steiner family. Um, It's, you know, it's built in there to a certain extent where he's, he's kind of a natural, it seems. And um, I just, I think this is the direction they're heading in. And so that's where we'll lead into talking about the main event. Although I guess it wasn't the actual main event. Uh, That was uh, the wedding of Index. But uh, the main event match, which uh, was the four-way for the NXT title. And of course, it's Ciampa coming out, getting the win. And now he gets Goldie back. Uh, that's That's a big, big thing for him. But I think it sets up the right way at least if you're going to have someone, you know, if you're going to take Breaker and you're going to make him the champion eventually, which we can see. I mean, the seeds are already planted for that. It's just a matter of when that's going to happen, when they decide to perhaps pull the trigger on that. But he, Champa was the best one to put in this spot because you know you're going to have someone, first of all, that's going to give Breaker a good match. And he's also going to find a, a really good way to put him over eventually. Um, but it is that new guard versus old guard type of feel. And that's where I think, you know, LA Knight, we, we were, a lot of us were laughing about this because 
it would have been sort of the, I guess the old school, well, not old school, but um, the, the WWE way at times to have Knight lose the opening match to a completely new person on the roster and then all of a sudden turn around and win the championship later in the night to set up that match with Breaker. I think that would have been the, you know, the way they could have gone about it. And honestly, I, I thought that was going to happen. But I like actually that they put the title on Champa because I think it sets up for that old guard versus new guard, like I said, with him and Breaker to where you trust Champa. Like there's no doubt, 100%. You know what you're going to get out of this guy. He's going to be able to, I think, push some of those buttons that's really going to put Breaker in a spot uh, to succeed. And and that's not to take anything away from from L.A. Knight or Pete Dunne, uh, because, you know, Pete Dunne, as we saw in the reports, uh, Pete Dunne's going to be sticking around for a while in WWE, uh, seemingly with a new contract for several, for several years. Uh, so I thought maybe that was something where they can go that direction if they just said, all right, we're going all in on Pete Dunne. Um, we're going to put him in the spot, and here we go. But it's clear that they went with Champa uh, to eventually be the person to put Breaker in the best possible light to put him over as the new champion. And and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. Maybe that's not the ultimate goal. Maybe we get a championship match between Champa and Breaker, and it's Champa winning, and they just decide that, hey, we want Champa to be the kind of the leader of this new NXT 2.0 for a while. Um, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think that, again, because they're wanting to push this as a completely new NXT, I don't think just by having Champa winning the title, that necessarily means uh, a lot from a standpoint of, okay, well, you're going to have some of these guys maybe stay in these top roles for a while. He is someone you can put in that role and, and have complete confidence that it's going to work. Uh, but I think we could tell with just the way the show ended, the ultimate destination is going to be Breaker comes in, dominates LA Knight right off the bat. That sends a message. And then you get the message at the end where Breaker and Champ are in the back, seemingly headed towards a, a showdown between those two at some point. And so I think this is going to be uh, very interesting to see kind of how they go about this when, when they ultimately have the match between those two. Uh, do, they, do they decide we're just going to strap the rocket to Breaker and here we go? Um, I would not be shocked in that scenario. I also wouldn't be shocked, you know, if there's a bigger story to play here uh, in play here when it comes to Champa and maybe there is something else uh, they want to achieve. Because we've always looked at Champa and we said on interviews and such just with scheduling, um, injuries, that kind of stuff. And why has he not, you know, made it to the main roster as sort of a, a mainstay, which I know some people would argue is probably a good thing. Uh, but he's always kind of said, you know, NXT, it just works out better for him based on the injuries, the scheduling, that kind of stuff, and wanting to do, you know, what's best for his family. So I think you're going to see Champa in, in a spot here to where, you know, he's going to be someone that I think that can be a very valuable resource for them in this new NXT 2.0, because uh, he is someone that can go in the ring. He can give you what you need from a storyline standpoint. So I at least like that part of it. It seems like they're at least going to be able to, to really use him as a valuable part of this. Uh, and like I said, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a couple of weeks from now, Champa loses the title and um, nowhere to be found on NXT after that. We, we never know with WWE. It, it can happen like that sometimes. And so there's no way to really predict this, but there's also the equation of Samoa Joe. And we saw some of the reports also that have come out. You know, we discussed it on Monday's podcast as well, not knowing there was a lot of, you know, conspiracy thought that uh, maybe the, the Joe losing the title thing was simply going to be um, a, a WWE call, wasn't necessarily based on just injuries. 
who knows the actual answer on this, but it does seem like Joe's injuries are something where he just was not cleared for whatever reason. But yet, how does he come back into the mix? Because, you know, a Samoa Joe Champa or Samoa Joe Breaker, which I think that's a that's a very intriguing thought based on how they position Breaker here on this opening episode. Um, that I think is just it's very interesting to think about because I there are some things on this NXT 2.0, and we won't get into all of them on this episode, but you know, there were some things that didn't hit. But but I really came away from this thinking, okay, they at least got it right with the breaker situation. I know that's gonna come at the cost of LA Knight, but they they did feel like they got it right with with Breaker, and um, it just seems like they got it right minus the name part. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, they got it right with everything else with him, and so I did. I was very you know surprised that that maybe they pulled it off as effective as they did. But um, I, I do think that's gonna tell us a lot moving forward. Is is how did this unfold? With, with how quickly maybe they go the route of putting the championship on Breaker. How quickly do they go to this match with him and Ciampa? Um, that, I think, will, will give us a much clearer idea of where this new NXT 2.0 is headed, although we saw it throughout the show. We saw a lot of you know, new faces enter, entering the mix. I mean, even in the main event, right? Like Kyle O'Reilly, nowhere to be found, despite hyping up this four-way match. Um, you know, And they put in... Wagner in there, and it's just, um, I mean, that's just kind of where things are. So there there are a lot of new faces, but I think the one that stood out above everyone else uh, was Breaker, and I think that that was the goal, that was the intention, and, uh, you know, it was, and I think you have to at least give them a pat on the back for that, because they did set up, I think, a pretty intriguing uh, aspect with that right there, and, and we'll see kind of where it goes from here, and uh, if, you know, they can they can pull it off uh, effectively. And speaking of pulling it off effectively, if you want to pull off um, what you need to pull off below the belt, you can do that with our friends at Manscaped because support 441 on wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Uh, Manscaped offers those precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They just launched this fourth generation trimmer we've been talking about, the Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, you can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Just for you, 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. We keep talking about it. You know, I'm one of the first people that had a chance to try this lawnmower 4.0, just completely impressed by the performance. Everything, the details, it, they, they've done it all. The people at Manscaped have literally gone above and beyond to make sure you have everything you need on the lawnmower 4.0. Um, it's got the, uh, you know, the cutting edge ceramic blade, which reduces. Uh, the grooming accidents, which we know none of us want any of those, um, and the advanced skin-safe technology. You can feel more confident shaving below the waist. Uh, it's got that that on-off switch that engages the travel lock. Great for people who like to travel. The 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. It's got a light on it, folks. Uh, and the wireless charging. You know, the new wireless charging system uh, can help that battery length last longer so you can take your time. Manscaped's got you covered. You can customize your trim. It's got the uh, additional guard length, sizes one through four. You can do everything you want to do below the belt with this lawnmower 4.0. And as we say, let's be honest, if you're still shaving your face and body with the same trimmer, you're doing it all wrong. Boost your confidence with this new body trimmer from Manscaped to make me time the best time. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. Use the best tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. That's 20% off 
with free shipping at manscaped.com and use that code 411wrestling and unlock your confidence with the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. So the whole Braun Breaker situation is going to be interesting, I think, to see how it plays out. Uh, and I think they set it up pretty well, as I mentioned. A lot of other stuff on the show. Um, I mean, let's just talk about the wedding real quick. I said it on Twitter. If WWE can do anything really just as effective as can be, they are really good at weddings. Um, and, and maybe that's, you know, if you're a professional wrestling fan, maybe that's not always the best thing. But um, I think this was another clear point that they built this episode for this main event spot to have this wedding. And I thought it was great. <laughs> I mean, I really did. I, I know that it, it wasn't professional wrestling from a standpoint of in-ring action, uh, although I guess it was in this sense since they held the wedding in the ring. Uh, but this was just, this was so great. I mean, Johnny, Johnny Gargano, I keep talking about, like, he's just, he has been incredible in this role uh, with everything they've done with, with the family. Uh, of course, Austin Theory made his comeback. Damian Priest was there. Um, and, you know, you, you had everything. Dexter Loomis opening up the jacket when people are going to, um, you know, try to raise their hands to stop the wedding and not let them be married. He just opens his jacket and, you know, the axe is in there and just an incredible spot. And then, of course, the biggest spot of all was Dexter actually talking. Um, I thought Andy Hartwell, the vows were were hilarious as well, talking about how uh, one thing about Dexter is he'll never lose a staring contest. Uh, just so much great stuff. And I mean, this is one of those where, look, in the previous form of NXT, are you getting this? Maybe, probably not. Um, but this is sort of the new wave and this is what they're going for. Um, clearly, you know, moving forward, this is more sports entertainment maybe than the old NXT was. And I don't think it's maybe, I think that's just simply how it's going to be. Um, and you could you saw that all over the show with a lot of things that they did. Um, but, uh, I think just positioning the way everything that they positioned it, uh, you know, that it, it, it went over pretty well, not everything what, you know, was going to work out perfectly. We talk about that. I mean, there were probably certain things on the show that didn't necessarily, you know, fit. Um, with everything, you know, you did have some of sort of the same tropes we've seen from WWE before, but I think this is something where you just try to focus on the positives because it is a clear revamp. Like they are revamping a lot of things. And just because there were some things you saw on this show, um, you know, they're, they're going to build towards certain stuff. And I don't think we have any idea necessarily what, what some of that's going to be just yet. But if you look at this as sort of episode, you know, the very first episode of this new relaunch, then I think you look at it a little bit differently. Uh, and it's not just, you can't compare this week to last week because last week, essentially, in this new NXT world, aside from, I guess, probably, you know, the certain characters that, that have been established and certain themes with those characters and the whole index thing. I mean, that's been something that's been going on for a while. But really, I think everything else, you sort of look at as a, as a sort of a new start. And if you look at it that way, I think you kind of have to make this now the starting point for how you look at everything moving forward for NXT and like it or not, like that's just where things are. And I thought, you know, the hit row thing, I, I feel like it's always going to be fascinating because I, I, I really hope that they don't, you know, screw that one up because I, I just don't, this is, they've got a lot of mileage, I think with hit row and, you know, BFAB made her debut in the ring and um, those kind of things. So I think there is, there's a lot they can work with here. And clearly, you know, Carmelo Hayes is going to be positioned as someone uh, that, you know, they put in this spot here as well. And having him, you know, they're attacking Duke Hudson, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams. 
Um, they all of a sudden attack him. So I think they're, they're going to position a lot of these people into bigger spots. And I think it'll take a little time for some of these people to get to that point um, to, to where they want them to be in this new NXT 2.0. But I think overall, like there is, there, there's a lot to sort of digest from this because they did put a lot on the show. And that's something else people talked about. You know, this is, this was not your old NXT where you're getting 15, 20 minute matches across the board. If you go up and down the actual match times, pretty much everything on this card <laughs> outside of the main event, you know, pretty short. Uh, it was not, this is not the wrestling show. Like this is the sports entertainment type feel. And this is what they're using. They're going to use squash matches. We saw that here. There's going to be a lot of short type of matches. That's the method they're going for to try to get some of these talents over and build them up, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, but it is completely different than what we're used to with NXT. And so that's going to be kind of a shock to some people um, that have, you know, shocked the system, I guess, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, for people who, who have watched NXT over the years and are really so used to something completely different. I don't think this is going to be that, but I am willing to stay optimistic about what they could do here. And this is where I think the week to week, everything comes into play now. You've set up things this week. Does this become something where you can capitalize on this? You can really build up Braun Breaker the way you want to build him up. You can do a lot of good stuff still with Hit Row. Um, you know, you've got Champa as the champ. Can you do all this stuff and continue to build on that week after week after week and not necessarily revert to some of the things we've seen with raw before where you hype up something for a certain week by the time you get to the following week it's nowhere to be found i know the raquel gonzalez frankie monet match was not here there it seems like there's no looking at reports there's no really rhyme or reason for that as of now as to why the match didn't happen um so i i'm i'm willing to you know just kind of hold reserve judgment on that to to say that maybe it was something that who knows? Like, we just, we don't know the answer to that. But this is where I think in the bigger sense, this is where for WWE, you have to, I think, avoid the tendency. And this is where it's going to come in. You know, who's going to be running this show long-term when Triple H comes back? What does his role look like? Um, and does that change anything? I, I think there's still a lot of questions left to be answered. But if they can pull this off week to week, not have just a lot of changes where you get the starts and stops that we see so much on Raw, on SmackDown at times, you have to be able to really build this up because this is clearly, it's a new NXT. They wanted to push that. They, they got it over. Like it's a new NXT, the presentation, everything is different. Now I think you have to be able to, to pull this off week in and week out and do it in a pretty efficient manner um, to get over some of these talents that they're clearly going to try to skyrocket. I mean, as quickly as they can to push these people up the card. Uh, and that's what I said. I think it all starts with, with breaker. And, and I think there's also, you know, there, there's interesting stuff. And I mean, they, I will say this, like they put a lot into this. It was all over the place at times. Um, they jam-packed as much as they could jam into these two hours. But I also think it goes back to what I said earlier about they're probably just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And there were certain things that stuck, certain things that did not, I think, um, with that. But they're just, they're trying a lot of things. And, and I won't, I won't knock WWE for trying things uh, because that means it's a focused effort to actually try to do certain things and maybe try to get certain acts or certain characters over. I'm okay with that, uh, but you got to be able to be consistent. And I think that's where NXT 
could are we going to see that consistency? Because I think NXT, for the most part, you could point at different points in times over the years, but for the most part, it it felt a lot more consistent than Raw or SmackDown has over the years. And so, can you develop that same type of consistency, even though it's a completely different show? Or do we get this every week? Or do we just get a show that you know you're cramming in as l- much as you can cram into this in these two hours every single week? And maybe that winds up being something that that's a detriment more than something that helps the show. We'll see. But I think for now, I was fine with the start. I don't I don't think it was you know a perfect show by any means. But I don't think anyone really expected that. I think it was let's see what they're going to aim to do, and if they can you know in, in the top spots. If they can aim to do some of this stuff and actually pull it off, um, then we we give them a chance. And when we go to the next week and then the next week to see how things continue to progress from here from a story standpoint. Um, and so we'll see what happens. But uh, I, again, thought there were some good things. Thought there were some things that were certainly WWE main roster-esque. But that's what you're going to get with the new NXT 2.0. It won't be for everyone, but uh, the ratings will be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how many people uh, tuned into this, and I think the bigger question will be how many people tuned in this week? How many of those same people are going to tune in next week? Um, and did they like what they saw? Did, did, they, did they appreciate this new sort of version? Uh, that, I think, is going to tell a much bigger story about uh, where things go from here with NXT 2.0. But you can find all our NXT coverage, reviews, all of that over at 41mania.com. Several reviews over there for you to check out. Um, we've got Jeremy Thomas's review, Steve Cook's review, Thomas Hall. They're all there. Check them out on the site. And, uh, of course, we've got news, columns, everything else. Uh, it's all there at 41mania.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, uh, any podcast app you use. Search for 411 on wrestling. And be sure to continue to leave us uh, those nice five-star rating reviews. That just helps the show reach more people. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Search for uh, 411 Wrestling on there. And uh, we got a lot of great stuff coming up on the YouTube channel. And, uh, as always, uh, the link to the GoFundMe and Larry Zonka's family, you can find that in the show notes. Uh, be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can. And uh, everything else, 411mania.com. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on 411 on Wrestling Podcast.